It's 2pm on a typical Monday afternoon in December. You're at work in your office, busy preparing to go on your annual holiday when the boss calls you into his office, hands you a document and says these words, you no longer have a position at this company. Your world has just come crashing down. You feel angry, betrayed, hurt and even confused. You pick up your bag and you walk out of the office in a fog with a million questions in your head. What now? Hi, I'm David Wright, host of the podcast series Succeed With Money, which is an initiative of the Spending Planners Institute. The Institute is the leading authority in providing education and assistance in helping people to remove their money stress, solve their everyday money problems, and get back in control of their lives. You know, nobody fails with money on purpose, so every week in our podcast, we're exploring the causes of money stress and the solutions so our listeners can succeed with money. I'm here with Carol and Mose, and today we'll be looking at the question, how long could you survive if you lost your job? Hi, Carolyn. Hi, David. Carolyn, that scenario that I just ran through, that actually happened to you, didn't it? Uh, yep, it certainly did. <laughs> it must have come as a big shock to you when that happened. Understatement, David, really. Right, eh? So I think you'd said you'd never actually been sacked before and then all of a sudden out of the blue, come into the office, you're no longer needed. Yep, that's right. So did you feel like maybe you'd been doing something wrong or that you hadn't been good enough in the job or? Yeah, yeah. You you kind of go, well, hang hang on a minute. I, you know, I I had goals that, that I had set myself and my boss had set for me you know, in that workplace and I'd achieved those goals. I'd gone over and above. I was one of those, one of those people, you know, who, um, who gives 150% all of the time. And yeah. it was just like, well, hang on a minute. What did I, what did I do? What have what I done I, wrong? Yeah. What, what have I done wrong? Yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah. Okay. So of course it might not have been about you at all, but that's obviously what you're going to have going through your mind at the time. Oh, look, absolutely. And, and do you know, in hindsight, now I can I can look back and we can always look back in hindsight. But at that particular moment, David, it was literally my world had just come crashing down and I thought, what the heck? Yep. What and you know, we we were about to travel overseas actually two days later. So it was two days before a major wow. overseas holiday where we were about to spend a whole lot of money. And of course I'm going home thinking, well, how do I tell my husband that? Should we go on holiday? Should we be spending this money? How am I going to pay the bills? What are we going to do? Yep. Now you're a spending planner extraordinaire and you've been using the spending planning system for a hundred years. I'm exaggerating <laughs> like you are with your 150%, uh, a long time. <laughs> and <laughs> I know you give 110%. Um, so, you know, I know that you would have had your finances in order. They mm-hmm. would have relied on, on your income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's exactly right. You know, and so I've, as, as you say, I've had, you know, my, my spending plan in place for a hundred years and, yep. um, and, and yep. I know what I'm doing with my money. I've always been really, really good at, at money management, but yep. at that particular moment, David, it, it's not even about the money. It, it, it's about all of those, I think I'm you go wanted. through, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think you go through all of the stages of grief in about an hour. You know, it's just like <laughs> probably and, in a few seconds. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I did it. You know, traveling down the highway, doing a hundred k's, thinking, you know, I probably shouldn't even be doing this, but because well, I obviously wasn't concentrating on my driving. You probably weren't um, in a very good headspace to be driving. I would say. No, no, not at all. Um, and and I mean, as you say, you know, you can you can have everything in place, but if your life, financial life, um, relies on two incomes coming into the family and all of a sudden you've lost one of them, then yep. what do you do? Yep. What do you do? What do we do now? Yep. That, was, so, that was my question. I kept asking them, well, what do we do now? You know? So I, I know that you weren't one payday away from bankruptcy and that's, that's a saying that I hear around the traps with financial people. They say, you know, the, the Australia's in so much money stress and the comment is that, you know, most people are living one payday away from bankruptcy. Mm, and mm. it's probably not true, but it's probably not far off the truth. So mm. I, I know you weren't one payday away from bankruptcy, but just yes. the same, it would have been a big shock. So looking yes. at that situation and what we want to achieve with today's episode for the podcast, mm, mm. I think there are two parts that we need to sort of deal with. And the first one is, if this happened to one of our listeners, and let's draw on your experience here because you had the experience. You know, what, what advice would you give people? What things should they do straight away? Mm, but yeah. then also I think we need to look at let's not be reactive. Let's not wait for it to happen. Yeah. What yeah. can people do to make sure that if it happened, they're in a good place? So let's mm. start off with the, what, did, what did you learn from it and what, what would your advice be? What, you know, what came out of this for you? Yeah, and I, there, there's a lot in that, David. And, you know, I, one of the first things I did that day was I actually talked talked to my best friend. I, I, I walked out of that office and I walked past the desk of, of my best friend and I said, meet me for coffee at four o'clock, right? And she yep. just looked at me really strangely and I said, just meet me for coffee at four o'clock. And I walked out of the office because I'd literally just, I left my desk, I picked up my bag and I left right yep. and and when she met me for coffee I, that was my i burst into tears i handed her the document i i i cried and i i got angry and i i i got all of you know but but i actually I, I actually needed someone to understand, you know, and, right. and, then I, and then I went home and I cried all over my husband and got angry again. <laughs> right. So, and look, you these know. are just normal human responses and everybody that goes through it is going to have that. But yeah. what I think you're saying, I know. you need the support of, of your friends around you at this of time. Of those around you. And the thing is, it's like when, when that happens, you know, so many people might, and, and especially you know, and I, I won't put men in, in a category here, but probably more so men than women will internalise all of that and go, oh, I can't tell anybody this because I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed and I've just lost my job and I'm obviously not good enough and da-da-da-da. So yeah. they internalise it and then they go into that that depression, you know, don't talk to me and that's when it starts to affect relationships and stuff. Yeah. So one of the first things that you have to do is, Talk to get, the people around you that love you the most. Get you know? some support emotionally, yep. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the one thing that I remembered at that point was a saying that I used to have up on my wall in at work, up on my desk, you know. Yep. And, and I always believe that 
family should always come first. You know, your, mm-hmm. your work, your work is a place where you go to to earn money and you can think that you've got really close relationships in that place and, and it come, becomes a bit like family. But at the end of the day, David, any organisation that you work for, it's always to them about money, right? Yep. And, and if they've got to cut costs, whatever, and you're the, you know, last in, first to go, first whatever, off, yep, you know, yep. see you later, you know. And I had a, had a quote on my wall that said, the most important work you will ever do will be within the walls of your own home. Yep. Right? And, and to me, it was looking at, well, okay, this has happened. Life sucks. <laughs> um, let's, let's get angry. Let's, let's do all of those things. Yep. But then let's go, okay, what do we, you know, yep. where do we go from here? What do we do? Yep. And then together, like my husband and I then sat down together and we made a plan. Right. So then right. the practical stuff began. So, yep. so yep. give us some tips here. So yep. what, what are the practical things that people will need to do? They okay. some emotional yep. support. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the next, the next thing is like, oh, heck, I've got bills to pay. That's right. And our exactly. income has just been chopped in half or whatever. Yep. Um, yep. So, uh, so one of the first things I did was um, I actually rang the bank, yeah. right? And I said, you know what? I've just lost my job. Um, I'll be looking for a job, you know, really quickly. And at that point, I I wasn't running my spending plan and business full time. Well, I was running it part time as well as working full time. So in the back of my mind, I thought, yep. Yeah, well, I've got a business that I can now start to develop. But I also have bills to pay coming up, right, until that business starts to take off and create an income that equals what I've just left. Yeah, right? and that's one of the great things about the spending planner is you can do it part-time yeah. until you yeah. build up. And so, yeah. Yeah. And, and losing that, that income suddenly puts you in this place of, well, uh, yeah, it's not, I'm not quite ready for that yet. So Yes, that's yep. exactly right. So, so the first thing I did was call the bank and, and it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily to go, I can't pay my bills, da, 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 da. It was, it was simply to say, this is what's happened. So I just want you to be aware that I am going to try my hardest to make sure that I'm on top of my mortgage payments all of the time. However, if that becomes difficult, what things can we put in place to help me out? Right. right, so you actually asked the bank for advice on what to do in this situation. Yeah, yeah. And yep. the thing is, they appreciate knowing what's going on with you. If you do have a problem or, or something like this happens and you let the bank know, they are going to be far more lenient if you then at the end of, end of the month ring them and say, you know what, I've got this much money that I can pay off my mortgage, I'm happy to pay that. Can we just work out a yep. plan or whatever moving forward, right? So that's yep. my number one. That was the first thing I did was just rang the bank and let them know the current situation. Yeah. Yep. So any any creditors, I guess, at all, bank, car loans, any loans at all that people you owe money to that you're making regular payments. Yeah. Yeah. Let them know that you're you have a situation that's yep. going to more than likely affect them to get yep. them on side. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So that's your first step. That after you got the emotional support and got over the shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the next thing I would think is if it was me. <laughs> I, I remember the day I finished high school, a whole bunch of kids from my class went down to the local unemployment office and registered for government assistance. Mm, mm. <laughs> None of yep. us got it, mind you, but it was just something that we did for fun. So <laughs> I, I guess you'd be looking, well, okay, where can I get some, some help from? Mm, mm. Well, yeah, and and I get, I didn't have to do that because I knew we were okay. Well, I knew we would be okay. 
but for those people say say you're a single person and this happens and you don't have a backup of a husband or wife who's bringing in money into the household yeah. then yeah um quite likely you will be able to get some sort of government assistance so that's definitely you know could be a next step for people but yeah. for me and even like i am a spending planner and i did have a spending plan in place I still, what I actually did was I looked at my spending plan and thought, right, what have I still got in here that to me at the moment could be something that I could cut back on? Yeah. And so, you know, I went and I worked out the absolute minimum that I had to spend. So what are my essential bills? What do I have to pay? Yeah. Right. And then I started just chopping things out of the plan and going, okay, well, that's all right. That's not too bad. We can we can reduce that and we can stop that and we can, you know. Um, Get rid of the Foxtel and the Netflix and the subscription at the gym and the whatever. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah in anything like that, you know. And so you're basically, you're going to, you know, cancel any of those non-essential things, yes. And yep. look, honestly, it, in, in those first couple of months, it might have been, you know what, I don't really need a haircut this month. I'm going to wait another month. Or yep. I don't need my nails done every month. I'm, well, that I'm explains gonna... why you looked really daggy back then. I, <laughs> it's just dawned on me. <laughs> Thanks. David. I couldn't. I couldn't resist that. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, it's it's just really thinking about and and it's a bit like and I know I've I've heard you say and it's not only the the lose your job it's about you know let's say you get a phone call from the doctor you know oh it's Dr Smith here um I need to talk to you about your mm -hmm. results right yep. or your child becomes ill what would you give up to make sure that you could afford that medical treatment that is way more important than anything else that you spend money on right yeah, you would yeah. give up the world you would give up everything yeah yep. well, i look at my grandkids and i sort of think yes if it ever happened that one of them needed a you know half a million dollar operation or whatever that wasn't yeah. covered mm -hmm. yeah i'd sell the house i'd do what it you know you do what it takes yeah so, and, and so basically know, I mean, this is the captain cook throwing everything overboard <laughs> yeah to, to, yeah, to make yeah. that yeah that's exactly right and even for i mean you know we we we're lucky enough that we own our home. So, um, you know, if you're renting, it's it's a whole different ballgame. If you can't pay your rent, obviously, they might kick you out. But, you know, we had assets that if push came to shove, we could start selling stuff, right? And that's, that's one of the other things. You can actually, um, you have to look at ways to start to generate income. You yep. know, so I'm just going to okay. pick you up on something, Carolyn, because some of our listeners might be confused now because you just said you own your home. But, yep. but earlier we were talking about mortgage payments. Well, what I mean by that is we, we don't rent. So we didn't, oh, have, okay. we, we, we didn't have the possibility of being kicked out of a rental home because right. we, we live in our, our own home even though we're still paying you it You had the right. possibility of being kicked out of <laughs> your own home. <laughs> well, we had the possibility of having to sell our own home. Yes. Um, but at least we had an asset that... Sure that would have helped us yep. out if yep, push yep. came to shove, you know. All right. So sorry, I cut you off, but I think where we were going next was to talk about looking at ways to generate income because clearly you well, yeah. lost and, an income. And, well, yeah. And yep. and the thing is, David, you know, what was important for me and, and in going through that process of, oh, great, I've lost my job. I, I don't have that income. We really needed that income. I'm going to have to look for another job. And then I started to think back over the years and, you know, I'm 
fairly old, um, old as you. And, um, Thank you. <laughs> that's okay. And but the thing is, I I remember back to the number of ways that I actually generated income. And we went through the 1980s with 18.5% interest. We did that on one wage with three kids. But there were ways that I actually brought income into that home, even while raising a young family. And I know for you, you know, you've always said that I think you've had over 40 ways that you've made money in your lifetime, you know. (laughs) Well, in fact, I think I was saying to you earlier, there's only been one period in my life where I had a single income and that's when I was dating my now wife because I was pretty focused on spending a lot of time with her. But just out of, well, I, I played in bands, I've taught music, I've fixed people's cars, I've done all manner of things because I can yeah. and because I, I've just always been the kind of person who thinks, well, you know, I don't want to be limited by just one income. And, mm-hmm. and you know, all of the money gurus will say you need multiple streams of income. So if one drops off, you, you're not out on a limb. Yep. And yep. so, yes, I've, I've always sort of just put my hand to different things. Mm. And, and I think anybody listening in who, who thinks, but I, there's nothing else that I could do mm. than what my current job is. You actually want to recognize the fact that you're in a very precarious situation. Yeah. And if you've gone to university and trained to become something and that's the piece of paper on the wall that says you're qualified to be such and such, yeah. that's all you know, you need to start thinking outside the square and think, well, what else could I put my hand to? And there's no reason why you can't actually start something right now, mm. like you, you were doing part-time as a spending planner. You yeah. know, I've just mentioned some of the things that I've done. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I, making money is fun. It's, it's almost a hobby to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a number of different income streams. So if one of them drops off, it's not the end of the world. Mm. And, no, and so that's right. So people, I mean, if, if this happened to them, you'd have to th- well, I mean, you said earlier before we came on the call, if you own a lawnmower and a whippersnipper, mm-hmm. you could start mowing people's lawn. So yeah, yeah, straight away, yeah, you know, look for ways to generate income. Yeah, and, and, and you look at people, you know, you go to the Sunday markets, like every every little suburb has their Sunday markets or Saturday markets or whatever, and you look at people who, who do carb making, they sell, you know, yep. whatever, they, they sell their hobby, right? Yep. You see you see amazing, if you've got any woodworking skills, you know, get out there and make stuff and sell it, whatever. There's, there's so much um, that you can do. And you know what, David, one of the things that I eventually started believing is someone said to me, um, when you're given a new beginning, it starts with an ending, okay? So I yep. had the ending and I had <laughs> the opportunity for a new beginning. And, and so I thought, you know what? Um, and then there's another saying that says, be thankful for closed doors and believe yep. that you're being guided to a new door. There's always another door that you can open. And so it's just looking at those opportunities and going, you know what, that's fine. Lost my job, lost money. So so let's, okay, let's let the bank, let your creditors know. Yep. Let's look at, you know, government assistance if you need to and if, if you're eligible for that. Let's look at the absolute minimum cost of living. What do you yep. have to pay right now? and cancel anything that's non-essential and then start start job searching by all means but start looking at ways to generate income even if it's looking around your house become a minimalist what have you got that you can sell right to create instant income and then and then start moving forward from that point. So so they would be my tips. You know, if you lost your job tomorrow, so, it's not the end of the world. So let me ask you a question here because a lot of people in this situation would go, oh, I'll have to put things on my credit card 
to get through this. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? Because I liken that to throwing petrol on a fire, hoping to put the fire out. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, David? I, I would hate for people to have to get to that point. And, and my immediate response would be just, just don't. Please don't. Seek help um, before you do that. Here's, here's the thing. If you did that and a year later you were still unemployed and the credit card's full, you're going to have to go and say to people, I've got no money. Mm-hmm. So why not say to people before you fill up the credit card, I've got no money? Because yep. when the credit card's full, it's worse. You put f- petrol on the fire. Well, that's exactly right. And that's about, you know, informing your creditors, saying, you yes. know what, I, I I, I'm sorry, I can't pay that bill at the moment yep. because I don't have a job. All right. So I, I think we... We've got a bit of an idea as to an initial reaction and response and things mm. to do. Yeah. Um, yep. and, and they're fairly logical, but it's worth looking at them. So now that hasn't happened, but we're thinking, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe we should do something towards being prepared just in case something like that ever did happen. And you know what, David, in, in this sort of climate that we're in at the moment, there are a lot of, and a lot of my clients actually are just contractors, like they're, yep. they're contracted to their job. They don't have that like permanent full-time work. Sure, and, yep. um, you know, so they don't have that security that we had back in our day where you got a job and you were there for 20 years or 30 yep. or 40 years or whatever, you know, that doesn't happen these days. Yep. And so you have to have some sort of plan in place so that if this happens, then you're covered. You don't right, have so to panic. Let's quickly discuss that because time's getting away on us. So this is all about creating a, a fireproof financial plan, I think we might call it, or a, yep, yep. an unemployment-proof money plan, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yep. So as, as this, from the Spending Planners Institute, we teach people a number of principles. And one of the first things that we suggest people do is to set up a really simple bank account structure that allows them to separate money into three buckets. And one of them I call triple FI. One of them I call bills account. And the other one I call rubbery expenses, but you call them Call it this one, life happens. So, well, I I call that rubbery expenses the life happens account. And I call the bills account actually sacred money. (laughs) What do you call it? Sacred money. Sacred money. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so the trip, let's start with the triple FI, just quickly go through these. That's food, fuel, fun and incidentals. And my belief is that most people, if you ask them how much a week they need to live their weekly expenses would, or how much they thought they were spending may be a better question each week. The figure that they gave you and the reality may be very different. Yeah. But when we put people on a triple FI account set up, they choose an amount, 500, 550 for whatever per week. And we say, spend it all on food and fuel and fun and incidentals. Yep. And the number of people I'm hearing are coming back and saying, oh, wow, I had no idea how much extra than that we were spending. We've just plugged Mm. a major leak. So just setting up that account and saying, okay, we'll allow ourselves this much for living expenses each week, attach Mm. a debit card to the account so you can't overspend, Mm. and then live that amount. And, yeah, and that's exactly right, David. But the first thing you need to do, like, you need to know how much you can actually afford to give yourself every week. So to do that, you need to know how much of your money needs to go to that sacred money or essential bills account right bills so account, yep. so what do you actually have to pay 
that you can't, so you've got to pay your electricity, you have to pay your rent or your mortgage, you have to pay your phone bill, you know, you have to pay your rates, whatever. So put that in that top account first, work yep. out what your essential bills are, put a plan in place for those, then look at, okay, how much can I afford to give myself for my weekly living, right? Yep. And, and getting creative there because I, I know over the years when I've done budget spending plans, whatever you want to call them for people, I've had people tell me that they couldn't possibly spend less than, you know, $400 a week on groceries. And yet the night before or the night after or whenever, you know, the next person I speak to says to me that they're doing their groceries for 150. Yeah. And I yeah. think, well, you know, there's, there's something wrong here. Mm. But then you find out that they're really, they, they spend a lot of time cooking. Yeah. They make their own, you know, like they just get really creative. Mm. They don't yeah. waste anything. They buy basic ingredients and make stuff from that so yeah yeah and there's be... a number of ways to save money there really there really is as i'm working with my clients you know we come up and and the thing is david and this goes into our third account because um people once, once people start to realize that they, they can actually save money they then get into this mindset of oh i saved ten dollars a week this week in off my shopping bill I'm yep. going to put that into another account and then they watch that account increase and then all of a sudden they go oh what else can I saving you know, is fun <laughs> yeah exactly or the electricity bill wasn't as much as I allocated so where can I put that extra $20 oh let's put it into that third account the life happens account and let's yep. start building that up yep. you know and it's it, like all of the gurus and I know you've got a um you know, a story of Bodo Schaefer and how he has three accounts. And I know Barefoot Investor talks about the three account model as well. Yeah. Um, so, but, but it's really important, you know, to build up that account, that third account. So you've got, so you're not two weeks away, you know, two paydays away yeah. from bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think at, at minimum, people should save three months worth of expenses in, I would call it maybe a financial protection account. That's what Bodo Schaefer calls it. So that if you lost your job, there's no panic. You've got three months of living expense money up your sleeve yeah. and you'll be okay while you just sort of sort things out and whether it's a loss of income or whether it's a, a medical thing or whatever. And, and, you know, I have this, this thought that people are loath to save. It's like, oh, uh, you know, I, yeah, I should save, but there's all of these stutters and stammers and reasons why I can't just do it right now. I'll do it later. And without going into all of the reasons, I think one of the biggest things is that people forget the fact that if you put some money in a savings account, you could still spend it. Mm. it it's not spent. And I think when people are so used to spending it all, mm. if you mm. say savings, it feels to them like they're spending money on something that they're getting nothing for. Yeah. When in fact, they're not spending it all. They're actually putting it aside for something that they haven't decided what it's going to be yet. Mm. And that mm. might be a disaster or it might be something really nice. Who knows? Yeah. But if you yeah. haven't spent it, you have options. And yeah. And, and the other thing that people say in that, and I know with my clients, they say, well, hang on a minute. I've, I've got all of this debt. You know, shouldn't I be putting all my money onto debt? And, and I always say, okay, let's put a plan in place to get rid of that debt right? Let's, yep. So we've got the plan. We've, we've got our plan for our essential bills. We've given ourselves a weekly living amount that we can spend. You know, we've, we've got our debt taken care of. We're paying that off consistently and we've got a plan for that. Let's start this third account. And even if you start on $5 a week to put in that account, 
it's becomes a habit. It's all about mindset, David. And I'm so, you know, passionate about my clients changing their mindset around money and going, you know what? And once they start saving five dollars, I I have one particular client who she started doing her own meals and they were spending, they were a young couple spending $400 a week on food because they didn't know how to cook. Yep. And so they were spending a fortune on food. So I actually taught them how to cook over Zoom because they were in Melbourne and I'm in Brisbane. Yeah. It was quite hilarious. <laughs> but before long, they were saving a heap of money and putting it into that third account. Yep. And before they knew it, they were saving $200 a week. You Easy. know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's I know. $10,000 a year. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, and then all of a sudden that debt that you've got over there disappears just like that, yep. you know, because you've got that money to pay for it. So it's getting into that habit, changing your mindset, going, you know what, I can save. It's not that hard to save. And this time of year, it's early in the year, a lot of people are about to get that pay rise, right? For the beginning of the year, here's your pay rise. What are you going to do with it? And it, it, generally it just goes into the, you know, daily income and it disappears yep. and you think, oh, you know, I, I used to live on, you know, $1,600 a fortnight. Now I've got 1800 and I'm living on 1800 And what happened to that 200 well, I don't just, know. It disappears, doesn't it? So <laughs> so that yeah. that's this is some of the things, the strategies, I guess. So cutting up the credit cards, paying yourself first by getting your paymaster to actually take the pay rise out of your pay packet and putting it into that account that you don't get access to without actually going and rating yeah. the whole lot or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. it's... I've, I've found over the years that the, the if, if you put money in, in harm's way, harm will take it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if you put money in, if you just put your, your paycheck in your wallet, it gets spent. Yeah. But if yeah. you deliberately put money somewhere else and only allow a certain amount to be in your wallet, well, then you'll spend what's in your wallet or your purse. Mm -hmm. yeah. think, think about this. If you put a, a $50 note in your purse on, pay, on let's say it's Friday, on Monday, I could just about guarantee that the $50 would be gone and you'd probably go, I don't know where it went. Mm, yep, if you put yep. $75 in there, same thing. If you put mm -hmm. 100 in there, same thing. Yeah. So if you don't know what happened to it, if you reverse it and go, well, let's, let's actually put less in and put the bit that I didn't put in the purse or the wallet into a savings account, mm, you mm, can still mm. get to the other end of the weekend and go, I don't know where that money went. Mm, but mm. some of it went to my life happens, my disaster, my my mm -hmm. financial protection account. Yep, yep, that's right. And do you know what, David? Even like like you play you play mind games with yourself. If if um I was given fifty dollars, you know what I do in my purse? Um, because a lady's purse is a bit different to a man's wallet. We've got a lot of little pockets in our purse. <laughs> Cubby holes, so, yeah. <laughs> So take that $50 in 2020 20 and 10, put it in three separate areas in your purse. And, you know, the other day I looked in my purse and I think I had, I don't know, 70 or 80 bucks in there over the course of a couple of weeks yep. and that, because that, I find it in little places. And then yeah, I go, oh, that's cool. That, look, that would work for some people and there are other people who would know it was there and be oh, I've got to spend it, got to spend it. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's so it's right. all about it's all different things, yeah. Yeah, it's all about thinking about your own personal strengths and weaknesses and coming up with little games to play with yourself and strategies to use on yourself that will overcome your particular weaknesses yeah, so that yeah. you can actually, because you know, we're all, all weak in some way and form, shape mm. and form around money. Yeah. So yeah. recognise your weaknesses and then put systems in place to overcome them because mm. you're mm. probably your own worst enemy all of the time if you don't do something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right.
That's so right. let's let's have a, a, an overview then. So we, we're coming up with a strategy to put ourselves in a good place. So if something bad happens, we've got life covered for a while. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. first thing we said is to just make sure that you have three simple basic accounts and that you automatically put money away for savings where you can. Yeah. And the idea is we want to build up three months worth of, of savings, of, of, of expenses in mm-hmm. that savings account. Yeah. And then when that account's full, then you can start pouring that money into the next account, which will be to start to generate wealth. But you keep yeah. that one there. Yeah. Yeah. Get a, get a, put a spending plan in place. And I'm going to do a little commercial break here. <laughs> Guys, if yep. you don't know what a spending plan is or if you're finding it really hard to make ends meet, go to findaspendingplanner.com and find a spending planner and have a chat with them because I know it's money well spent getting someone to help you actually take control of your day-to-day finances. Mm, yep. It's just, I mean, you know, no athlete gets a gold medal without having a coach and nobody gets good money results without having a coach. I mean, you yep. might do okay. You might even be doing good, but if you want to do excellent, you need a, a spending planner on your case. So yeah. get yeah. a plan so that your money's organised, your essential bills are covered, your debt's eliminated and savings are accumulating. Yeah. And then, hey, you know, we said before you rang, rang the bank yeah. when you lost your job. Mm-hmm. So there's still no reason why you couldn't ring your bank and say, I want a better rate, I want a better deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what a lot of people don't realise, you know, and I know we we actually talked about this in in last week's podcast that even even with your credit cards, you know, um, ring up and ask for a reduction in the interest rate or, you know, and listen to that podcast, guys, if if you can, because it had some really good tips on how to negotiate with your creditors and stuff like that. Yeah. And electricity providers, anybody really, you know. Um, So, yeah. And if you're carrying credit card debt, one of the things a spending plan will help you do really quickly is get rid of that debt, Mm, cut up the card. Honestly, if you feel like, oh, I couldn't chop my credit card up because I might need it, you've been conned. (laughs) Imagine if you had a couple of thousand dollars in a bank account instead of a couple of thousand dollar limit on a credit card. Mm, Yeah. yeah, And my suggestion is always shop with cash, don't shop with cards because mm. you'll be a lot more respectful of cash than you will of plastic. Yeah, yeah. But this, this is, I guess, setting debt rules and money rules in place. Yeah, yeah. And then start working on that, you know, financial protection account and get that in place as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. And um, get yourself yeah. into a good position so that if something bad happens, you're all over it and it's not going to cause you the grief that it could otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so that's... You know, free up, you find a spending plan and get your spending plan in place, right? And then start saving each day, um, each, each payday into that yep. third account, right? So, and the other thing too is um, set up that payroll deduction. You know, even if it's $10 a week out of your pay, set it up yep. as an automatic deduction. You won't even notice that it's missing, right? Yep. Um, and so, you know, it's 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 not there. It's just not there. So you don't yep. have to worry about it. Um, so, and the other thing too is to start to live more efficiently now rather than being forced into it when you really have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Yep. So, become Pre- that. Yeah, min- pretend, pretend you lost your job. And, and Yeah, uh, absolutely. Become that minimalist, you know. I actually, I actually like to look at our spending plan and work out what's the absolute minimum that we can live on, 
you know, and yep. still enjoy our life and still do the stuff that we want to do, you know. Yep. Um, and we travel a lot, as you know. So, so we've got a pretty nice, you know, lifestyle at the moment. But I don't, I don't live extravagantly, you know. We we live fairly frugally, you know. Yep. Um, Best things so, in life are free. Oh, look, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and that's a whole nother podcast that we could go through on that one. Um, so, yeah, All is right. there anything else, David, that we need to... No, look, I think there's a lot of common sense that people need to apply. But what I hope people have gotten from today is that they recognise that you know, life can happen. You could lose your job. But you know, something could just come out of the blue and it's crazy if you have been spending every cent and more racking up credit card debt because the stress and the problems that you'll have if, if you don't think something could, could touch you, mm-hmm. when it does, you know, it, it won't be pleasant. So why mm-hmm. not go, you know what? It would be really cool if I had 10 grand in the bank, 20 grand mm-hmm. in the bank. Yeah. How much freedom would that give me? How good would it feel? Um, you know, develop that savings is fun kind of mentality. Yeah. And yeah. most people, and I know you mentioned this before, you know, $5, $10, 15 20 suddenly it starts to be like, oh, I've got $100. Never did that before. Mm-hmm. $200. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is and a- then you, you actually get excited. My clients get yeah. excited. They go, oh, wow, okay, where else can I save money? You know, what else can I do? This is, this is really cool. Exactly. You know, yep. and the thing is, David, like when that happened to me, I, that moment was like you, you literally think like it's the end of the world. You know, my world has just come crashing down yep. around me. I did not expect that. So I think, you know, you always should have in the back of your mind that it's just a job and tomorrow you could lose your job. And it's not the end of the world. And if you've got a plan in place, you know, if you don't, then go through those steps that we talked about earlier. But, you know, make sure you've got a plan in place now so that when it happens, you can go, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's cool. I've got three months of income sitting there. We're okay. We'll be fine. You know? Um, All right. Well, hopefully people have been able to sort of get some good value out of that. Yeah. And um, they'll take notice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, so David, um, I've really enjoyed today's little chat. I always enjoy doing podcasts with you. Yeah. I just want to say to our listeners, you know, if you've got anything you want to add to this one, or maybe if you've got a question that you want us to answer, you know, on, on this topic or any other topic for that matter, you know, here's what you should do. So we've actually got a Facebook um, community group called Succeed With Money podcast. Um, we'd love you to go onto that group. Just go into Facebook, search for Succeed With Money podcast and request to join the group. We'll we'll accept that request. And once you're in, you can post your question and we'll respond. Um, just so you know, we've also, this year we're running um, Q&A panel discussions once a month. So we're going to have some great speakers on that Q&A panel. So we want you to come into the community and um, become a part of that. It's a bit like a big family, you know. Yep. So, so do that. If you're not on Facebook and you do have a question for us, just send us an email at admin at spendingplannersinstitute.com and um, we'd love to answer your question that way as well. Succeed With Money is a podcast series by the Spending Planners Institute. David and I look forward to chatting with you again next time when we will be discussing another interesting topic relating to life and money because nobody fails with money on purpose. Thanks for listening, guys, and bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you.